did I just see a ghost? Ah, ah, ah. You know the blue people with the uh, tails? Hey, good game, shooter. We transition from to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello. From the studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt. This is episode 20, Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Big 12 SEC Challenge. That's what the challenge is called. I'm flipping through ESPN.com today, see all the different matchups, and they and ESPN has flipped them. Now they're saying SEC Big 12 Challenge. Oh, by the way, West Virginia lost. Hey, hey ESPN, it's wh- – why – I don't want to read too much into this, but given the course of events over the last few months about uh, conference realignment, uh, what's up with that? I know you, I know you guys love you some SEC – I don't mind the SEC. Just give us the the big the Big East Big Twelve battle or whatever. That's how it's always been. I don't like that the Big Twelve is the second name, but it's that's fine. But this, you go to Wikipedia, it's not the SEC Big Twelve Challenge. It's the Big Twelve SEC Challenge. Okay. So ESPN, stop. Just don't do that. Why why make the change there? Give the Big 12 its due. That being said, West Virginia lost. (laughs) For West Virginia specifically, I can't speak about the other teams in the Big 12 with this SEC challenge. Uh, For West Virginia, since this has been in existence, this has been a challenge. West Virginia has not fared well. And again, they don't fare well at Arkansas, losing by eight, I believe. Is that right? Losing by nine. If this is the first game you've watched this season, I'm, I don't know why that would be the case. You would just look at this and say, all right, West Virginia doesn't do well in the Big 12 first sec second challenge they've never won a game in this challenge on the road but they they didn't give up they hung in there you take the loss and you get back into the conference schedule we all know you can't look at this in a vacuum uh this loss comes after four other losses in a row so west virginia's lost five in a row now uh, without an end in sight, unfortunately. But let's talk about this game. West Virginia, down 19 early in the second half. They go on a run, cut it to five, lose momentum, and that's the game. And really, this game was – Arkansas took care of business early in the game, built the 8-9 point, 10-point lead, and then built the lead in the second half and ballooned it up to 19. And you, those are the two stretches that won Arkansas the game because outside of that, it was pretty even. 
Uh, and I'm not, that's not even like a moral victory. I'm just saying this starting off super slow and then starting early in the second half rough. I appreciate that West Virginia has fight and especially coming off of that terrible Oklahoma game to have some resolve in this game and to not give in in a sellout crowd at Arkansas. That's, that's good, but uh, why are we always down by double digits? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that you keep doing that. Mike Kazaza at Mike Kazaza has been talking about this all season and and keeping track of how many games West Virginia has been down by ten or more points. Uh, being down by 10 in one game is not a indictment of what kind of team you are doing it over and over again. Even if you come back, that's not a good thing. That's, that's something you kind of want to kick and West Virginia can't kick that habit of going down double digits. Why, why was the, what's up with this loss today? You know, I've talked about it early in the season. The formula was Taz and Sean hitting hard shots. And those hard shots, yeah, every once in a while they're going in now, but definitely not as much. Taz, after really shining in the Texas Tech game and like, oh, Taz is back to being Taz, he's not there. There was times in this game where Taz Sherman, you didn't know he was on the floor. And I'm not putting that on COVID. I'm just telling you that's what I see. And then Sean McNeil, third straight game with seven points. And he's got to score more. And Huggins will say, you know, they've got length on them. They're face guarding them, whatever. Right? Sure. The scouting report is, He's a really good shooter, so be really close to him when he shoots. And Sean McNeil and the team has got to get him in a position where he's getting some open shots or make it up somewhere else. And Kedrian Johnson, he had a he had a really good game today, right? He made some threes. He was filling it, made his free throws. So that's a good thing. It's just not enough. You need you need those two guys. You need Taz Sherman, the way they play, Taz Sherman and Sean McNeil, to get theirs. And then other guys, and it doesn't have to be the same guy's time, give their contributions, and that's the winning formula. And when Sean McNeil's struggling for this team, then that's a problem. We don't have enough offense to make up for Sean McNeil struggling. And the things, so that kind of masked any issues we saw with the team early in the season because we're hitting tough shots. Now those disappear. Now the turnovers have disappeared as far as us creating turnovers. And so, uh, like, West Virginia is exposed in that scenario, right? And 
Today, Huggins went to a bunch of zone. They threw out the one three one. They threw out other zones that were pretty effective, but the rebounding is not good. Uh, after seeing positive signs about where the rebounding is going, today was rough. Some of that because they played a bunch of zone, but also the guys who are really tall, they've got to get rebounds. And on top of that, there's just so many possessions for WBU where somebody shoots a three-pointer or a 15-footer with 15 seconds left on the shot clock, and nobody, nobody with a WVU, nobody with a WVU jersey on is close to getting an offensive rebound. And so you have one shot, no, no points. And typically, the other team comes back down and scores. And enough of those. That's just, it's rough. It's rough to watch. Today, the second leading rebounder was Taz Sherman. And so if your second leading rebounder is Taz Sherman, you're doing rebounding wrong. With love and respect to Taz, he should not be the second Highest rebounder. That should not be a thing. Gabe goes back to Arkansas, fouls out in Arkansas. And just couldn't stay on the floor. Too many fouls. That last foul that was called on him that fouled him out, that's that's not ever a foul. I can't even get to how that was called. I mean, the referee couldn't even see Gabe. He's got inside position. Anyway, he fouls out. Polly Polycap couldn't stay on the floor. Kerrigan played a lot, but he doesn't give you anything offensively. And so then he's got to do defense and rebounding. He was decent on defense. I like his defense today. The rebounding is non-existent. It's not good. And so Huggins talking about changes to who he's going to play and apologizing the freshman, Jamel King, uh, Seth Wilson. They were in the game a little bit, but that's a tough place to start bringing guys into the rotation at Arkansas 17,000 in the, in the building. So I get it, but Huggins – Outside of that, he he was singing a different tune after this one. No, we're not going to listen to the press conference again <laughs> on the podcast. That was that was a drastic measure that did not work. Uh, but after this one, Bob Huggins thinks this team can still turn it around. Like he still has hope for the season, which was not the tone after the Oklahoma game. He wasn't talking – I think he may – there may have been one fix-it reference at the end of the press conference. Uh, speaking of Mike, he asked Bob Huggins how he was doing, and Bob Huggins uh, said a naughty word because it, it's he wasn't doing well. So, I mean, what what are the positives today? I talked about Kedrian Johnson's performance. Uh, Malik Curry had some moments. Again, not really – I mean, I guess we just need points, and he got some points. Uh, the passing was better today in spots. 
with my amateur eye, it looked like West Virginia was running offense at times a day. Also, they were doing the the jump shot with 16 seconds left on the shot clock. It reminds me, I'm showing my age here, but when West Virginia's own Jason Williams was on the Sacramento Kings, as great as those teams were, a lot of Sacramento Kings possessions in the early 2000s was a jump shot with with 14 seconds left on the shot clock. And they had, you know, they did really good in the playoffs, uh, but they didn't get to a finals. And that, and they kind of petered out. Why am I talking about the Sacramento? I'm, I'm searching. Oh, positives. Positives. The passing was better. Offense was run, in my eyes, a few times. Uh and the other positive I can talk about, Arkansas, this doesn't seem like a positive. Arkansas fans were singing country roads near the end of the game in a mocking fashion, obviously. Now, they're not the first ones to the well on that uh, this season. Marquette did that. Marquette fans did that. Uh, even one of the players was singing country roads, which is obnoxious. So does that make my blood boil? to see opposing fans sing country roads? Yes. The flip side of why this is a positive is that other teams really take, really are excited to beat WVU. It's not like uh, I'm fill in the blank team where you don't have something to mock them. Basically, country roads, singing country roads is becoming our horns down. And, Opposing fans singing country roads, even if it's mocking, you do get to hear a great song. So it's way better than I'm assuming how Texas fans receive players and other fan bases doing the horns down thing. But I'm going to wear that one with pride. That's a, that's a, oh, did we beat West Virginia? Like that's a, I'm 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 grasping for straws here. This the the you know this whole losing thing. <laughs> it's it's for the birds, and that's this is five in a row. And guess what? Two days from now, West Virginia will play Baylor at Baylor. And once again, West Virginia is getting Baylor coming off a loss. Why can't we get like an overconfident Baylor or a best game of the season Baylor? There's nowhere to go but down. Nope. We get lost to Alabama Baylor looking to right the ship because they really do have plans on going far in the NCAA tournament. Huggins was saying it was an opportunity. He was excited to go to Waco. Uh, I don't <laughs> I don't share that sentiment. I'm glad he has that sentiment because we all watched that Oklahoma game and it was and it was rough. Random thoughts coming up. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer, you can experience the conference championships with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So here's what you do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restriction applies. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Down here in Nitro, West Virginia. It is cold. Yes, it's January in West Virginia, and that typically means it's cold. It's it's cold. As I'm getting older, it's getting colder, and it doesn't matter what the thermometer says. It's cold, right? Snow, so much of it the last few weeks. Ice, so much of it the last couple of weeks. So to flip this into a let's you know let's have some fun let's not think about basketball and let's not think about being cold. I come up with the top 10 things in music that make you think of cold in a good way. It this makes sense to me. Number 10, Cold Hearted by Paula Abdul. That one dude that was playing a string instrument in the cold hearted video and making the face like I'm, this is the hardest I've ever played the violin in my life. That's why that's number 10. Only because I think of that dude. That's the hardest I've ever seen anybody play a violin. Number nine, coldest winter by Kanye West. Um, I don't have much to add on that. It, it does have the word cold in it. And Kanye West is, uh, I enjoy his music. Number eight, Coldplay. Not a song, just the band. Coldplay. Are they still Are they still playing music? I, I always found their music to be warm and not cold. Radiohead, cold music. Coldplay, warm music. Seven, Hey Ya. Outcast. Uh, Andre 3000 asked what's cooler than being cool. And of course the answer is ice cold. Uh, hey Ya played on the radio like before you could stream music. Hey Ya. Over and over and over again on the radio. And nobody cared. They, everybody was just fine with Hey Ya. I'm still I'm still fine with Heya. Number six, Funky Cole Medina by Tone Loke. And when I say the name of that song, I drop the D. I've always thought it was Funky Cole Medina. That doesn't make any sense. 
I don't even know. Have you ever thought, like, I don't want to go. I'm sure the internet can tell me what funky cold Medina is. It, I think it's a beverage. <laughs> that Tone Look was singing about in the early 90s. Uh, rapping. It's funky. And it's cold. It's, it is. You leave the D in there. Medina? Nope. I don't know. It does make me think of cold, though. Five. Cold day in July, Dixie Chicks. I don't think you can say that anymore. I think they're the, just the chicks. But back then, they were they were that. I like that song. I, I can talk into a microphone and tell you that I like that song. And it's got the word cold in it. Four, Cold Sweat by James Brown. That man. And of course... The opposite of cold, you think of Eddie Murphy as James Brown getting in the hot tub, the hot tub song. But Cold Sweat, uh, that's a great song. James Brown could do an eight-minute song, and he could do a two-minute song, and both were fantastic. James Brown. Three. Cold-Blooded by Rick James. <laughs> uh, I was not alive, I don't think, or I was very young when the song came out. My first experience with Cold-Blooded was your first experience with Cold-Blooded, probably, Chappelle show. But also, uh, Old Dirty did a cover of Cold-Blooded. It's a, it's a cold song. Two, Cold as Ice by M.O.P., which gets me to number one, Cold as Ice by Foreigner. It's such, it's so high in the register, but it's such a great song to sing. Cold as Ice, and I'm bringing up Cold as Ice number number one because it's the number one song I think of or think about music that I think of when I think about Cold. But number two, it it made me laugh so hard. I think it was in Sacramento. Speaking of Sacramento again, the DJ at, at the Sacramento game when the Lakers came to town, I love Russell Westbrook. He's one of my favorite players in the NBA. He's struggling. He's struggling. He's getting older. And... Anyway, specifically aimed at Russell Westbrook in the Lakers game at Sacramento. Every time he missed a shot, the DJ would play (laughs) a snippet of Cold as Ice by Foreigner. And oh, to be a person in that arena when that was happening. I saw the clip on the internet and started laughing really hard. It's so mean. Speaking of cold, it's such a cold thing to do to a Hall of Fame MVP basketball player. (laughs) One of the best to ever play basketball. 
And now he goes to that arena and misses a shot and has to hear. <laughs> and he's probably not paying attention. I don't I don't know if he even knew that it was happening. Oh my gosh. Cause when you're playing basketball, you may not be paying attention to the ambiance around you. I can't help but think that he he's like, what? <laughs> why why am I hearing just like three seconds of cold as ice by foreigner? It's the meanest thing I've seen in a long time. Meaner than singing. It's meaner. Hey, Arkansas fans. Sacramento fan, Sacramento DJ playing cold as ice when Russell Westbrook misses a shot is meaner than you singing Country Roads when you beat West Virginia at home. Okay? So mean. (laughs) Extremely funny. Shout out to that guy or lady that was playing that. Uh, But super mean. Cold as ice. That's the cold list. Is it going to get warmer soon? Signed to everybody in Nitro, West Virginia. Final thoughts coming up. Interact with the show. That just means interact with me on social media. On Twitter at I'm Josh Witt. On Instagram at Unreasonable Doubt WV. On the Facebook at Unreasonable Doubt WV, or just type it in the search bar. Interact! Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. The next game for WVU. Quick turnaround. Stay on the road Monday, 9 p.m. ESPN. West Virginia goes to Waco to play Baylor. Baylor beat the Mountaineers in the Coliseum to give West Virginia their first home loss of the season. They were missing uh, at least uh, probably one of their best players in Akinjo. That guy's playing again. So he's back. The dude with the mullet is back. Or he's he never left. And, of course, once again, West Virginia gets Baylor coming off a loss. Uh, West Virginia did not make the trip to Waco last year because pandemic. West Virginia last beat Baylor in Waco in 2018 with senior Javon Carter and senior Daxter Miles. The last time a Bob Huggins team lost more than five in a row, you got to go back to 2013. And uh, I don't want to say any more about that, but that's the last time it's happened. It looks like it's going to happen again. West Virginia will be a double-digit underdog, but Huggins sees it as an opportunity. So you got to play the game, right? And Baylor has lost games at home this season. They're not infallible at home. I'm not trying to talk myself into it. I I feel like this is going to be West Virginia's sixth loss in a row. And I can tell you that. But also, they have to play the game. And I'll be watching 
and then I'll be podcasting about it after. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or pick one or pick three. You know where you can listen to this, right? Apple, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Amazon, Google, CastBox. Follow the podcast. Subscribe's not a thing anymore. This is free. You don't have to pay for it. But hit a follow button. That helps the podcast rate the podcast five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That helps the podcast. I appreciate you doing that for me. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Dale, WVU for the 2021-2022 season. They're 13-7. and 7.